Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, y'all have a good day. We're live. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Everyone is Warlocks Conflux, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition campaign that we're running here on Final Show Films. I'm Jack, your storyteller and dungeon master for this sequence of narratives, and joining me today is Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I am playing... A... Damn it, I almost said Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> and I have werewolf character sheet up i am playing the sword swinging hexblade warlock uh, uh whose name is still loading in uh so that's right <laughs> and john i'm john i'm playing elishard amasi the human warder and undying pact of the host warlock and nikki Hey everybody, I'm Nikki. I'm playing Diamond Qatar, the Earth Genasi, Pact of the Archfey, Blade Warlock. And Cody? I'm Cody. I'm playing Cole, the Pact of the Chain Urchin Warlock. And Mara. Hi, I'm Mara, and I am playing Aurelia, the Human Archaeologist, Pact of the ba Blade Warlock. Uh, William, who generally plays Wotan Salt Spray, uh, Pact of the Compass, and... Jeremy, who plays Koroshana Thavakri, also packed to the chain, are unfortunately unable to be with us today. So we are proceeding forward with a slightly reduced cast, but we shall soldier on in their absence. And our last moments in conflux were spent in the library of a crystal palace where Diamond's father, the Malik Ikram Hashim Al-Aziz, had allowed the warlocks of the Hawkshead Compact to engage in some research regarding undergress history in the Fey Antiquities, rumored artifacts of immense power from a previous great game. The day had initially begun with a supervised tour of the Dow's holdings, viewing the mines, the forges, and the fungal gardens under the watchful eye of Farid, the Malik's majordomo. The king eventually joined them just before the field trip stopped at the barracks, where a few members of the combat engaged in a friendly sparring match with some of the Durgar troops, which ended and the, with the Malik giving Diamond her very own Durgar, a berserker bodyguard named Rorik Bloodstone, who had just kind of smashed her face in. 
And now our eyes are drawn back to the palace as Diamond prepares to dine with her father and the rest of the warlocks will be left somewhat to their own devices. <laughs> so after being escorted from the library and back to your apartments, you find you all find a series of attendants awaiting you, each bearing a suit of clothing loosely tailored to your size, adjusted as the attendants assist you in dressing. Um, Aurelia, you are given a pale gray gown with silver edging. Diamond stars line the neck, and it comes with a light periwinkle shrug. Uh, Zoe has a black dress with a bluer ombre towards the hem. Uh, they've actually sewn glowstone accents along the right side of the collar and the left side of the waist uh, with an obsidian-studded belt that accompanies it. Uh, Cole, you get a deep green suit with amethyst vest and cuffs and a short half cape of mottled browns with bronze fastenings. Uh, Elishard, you're provided with black coat and pants, a gray shirt with civil, silver threading. The entire sequence is almost monochromatic in scale. And a short-brimmed pale gray hat bearing a black fur cockade. Sorry, a Time. black fur what? Cockade. The hat. It's, those cir it's, a cir it's like those circle. Usually they're made of ribbons, but this one's made of fur, and it sticks on the side. Google it. <laughs> I don't See, even know how to spell that. <laughs> That's literally why I spelled it for you. Oh, well, how would you spell it? I missed it. <laughs> C-O-C-K-A-D-E. And <laughs> diamond. That's going to take me to a gay porn website. <laughs> no. Diamond. Just put hat after it and autocorrect will know what you mean. <laughs> Diamond. You... Or I've already Googled it. <laughs> you are fitted with a blue gown with pale gold accenting. <clears throat> Almost the same color as your arcane focus. And there's a sequence of resplendent pale gems across the girdle. Accompanied with a full cloak uh, of dark gray lined with a deep red. Wotan and Cora get close too, but they're not here, so I'm not describing them. <laughs> Fancy. Describe them for me. Okay, Wotan well, gets a deep red set of clothes, gold trimming, sturdy leather coat with silver buttons, has a high collar, falls to about the back of his knees. Cora uh, gets this uh, deep purple tunic with white embroidery to it. Pants that match, and sort of like a, a little like half cloak shoulder cape that that can be worn on either side. I love it. Okay, mm -hmm. good. Carry on. You're instructed that Diamond will, uh, of course, go to eat with her father this evening, and your uh, dinners will be served in the quarters here. So diamond. Okay. After dressing, you are taken off to eat with your father. Yes. <laughs> it's a little walk through the halls as you're escorted. Rorik sort of trails behind you about five steps back. And then as you guys approach the dining chamber, takes up a post outside the door. Just kind of stands to one side and looks like he's doing his best impression of a granite statue. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> no response. Yep, perfect. The dining chamber Locking. is fairly quiet. 
only a few faint strains of stringed instruments audible behind a partition somewhere in the room. Uh, the Malek, your father, rises as you enter, still in his appearance, shape-shifted, that he wore when he was above ground in Conflux, oh. uh, wearing himself a crimson tunic detailed with some heavy gold thread embroidery that is somehow ostentatious without being garish. Mm-hmm. And as you take your seat, your father gives you a please nod and rings a small bell at his left hand. This is it. This is Diamond. Just, just like, yep. <laughs> just like. He smiles at you. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you like the dress. Uh, it's it's the nicest thing I think I've ever worn. Excellent. Well, the royal tailors do do their work fairly well. We try and make sure that everyone is provided with clothes that befit their station here. Kind of looks over as though he's expecting the food to have been here (laughs) already. And there's a faint crescendo in the music that your father doesn't really appear to notice, but the curtains to the right of the room kind of blow open as the marquee bursts into the room, carrying a pair of salads and for the first time not wearing his cloak of autumn leaves. Well, apologies. First course is slightly behind schedule. Haven't cooked a full banquet myself in almost 700 years. Everything else is coming along quite promising, though. By the Black Fountain, your father cleans up fairly well, doesn't he? Think I understand what Hannah was thinking those decades back, hmm? <laughs> and then there's a clattering sound and a hissing sound from outside the room. Shit! Soup spoiling over. <laughs> and your father takes a bite of his salad. Did everyone else like their clothing? Diamond roll. Yes. Composure roll. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Everyone looks very nice. Um... You know what? Uh, sure. I guess that's a thing. Do you, I have questions for you. Do you have questions for me? Well, uh, I should love to hear about the years that I missed seeing. Uh, You're growing up, that sort of thing. Any... Let's, let's do, let's, let's do a thing where I ask you a question and you get to ask me a question. Very well. Why are you expanding into drought territory? <laughs> if you think for one goddamn second, I'm going to use this no, 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 no. related things that can make us win the game. You were sadly mistaken. It was just funny. Yeah, no, you're good. It's, it's funny. It's also funny that, yeah, I'm not going to ask that. Uh, 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 how, how long were you up on the surface? I spent about 50 years. 50 years. And yes. what? Oh, well, nope, that, that was my whole question. Uh, who are your best friends? <laughs> um, that would be, let's see. Zoe, Aurelia, and Korashana. I would probably say are my best friends. Splendid. Well, it's nice that your friends decided to accompany you. At this point, Soup comes in. 
Very good. Well, here you are. And for you, Your Majesty, excellent. Yes, well, things are going along quite swimmingly. First course, the second course, and then, yes, the entrees will be out directly. And he zips back off. Kent! No, no, and I have more important things to ask. What did you do while you were up on the surface? Wandered about, tried to determine what made the city run as well as it did, and also figure out what it did that wasn't quite as functional. The entire point of it, of course, was to sort of compare and contrast life as I had known it up until that point, and life as I was now experiencing it in a different environment and see if there was anything good that could come from merging those. (laughs) So there was a lot of, of course, uh, exploration, experimentation, celebration, dining, uh, forming friends, eventually met some individuals that I formed fairly close connections with, uh, did a stint as a, uh, as a bit of a mercenary company, which was rather bracing in its own way. Uh, spent some time uh, sailing the river a bit here and there and uh, worked at the docks occasionally. Uh, being able to uh, lift and carry large objects is rather marketable on the surface, uh, where that sort of thing is. Anyway, and... Uh, so yes, uh, met your mother in uh, in Stormways. She was uh, younger at the time, of course. I would uh, hope so. Yes. Have you decided if you're planning to stay? Mm. I've decided at the moment, given all the things I have to finish up on the surface, I can't stay. But I would like to come and visit once things have either calmed down or after the games have finished. And also... Uh, and we lost Aaron. We lost Aaron. <laughs> yep, Aaron had to restart their computer because it was, it was choppy and not functioning nah. properly. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, to be completely honest, I'm not entirely certain what the game will require of me, but knowing that I hmm. knowing that I could potentially ask for your help if I should need it would be great. Of course. As my daughter, you certainly have the privilege of finding what you need here. And if we can provide such things as might assist you, we shall, I shall certainly make sure that happens. But, yes. Soup tastes a bit floral, doesn't it? <laughs> have you eaten flowers before? <laughs> Well, we don't get much in the way of flowers down here. Uh, makes me makes me wonder what Burnfred put in it. <laughs> anyway, his name's his name's Mumfred. Burnfred. Burnfred, excuse me. Yes. Mm, cool. 
He uh, uh, seems like a competent cook. Well, you know, dwarves. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you have any other kids? Hasn't been a need for it yet. <clears throat> it's a bit more of a freewheeling, loose and libertarian view of life on the surface. Down here, I have duties, responsibilities, that sort of thing, and can't, unfortunately, simply uh, expectations have to be satisfied. Like, what sort of uh, uh, expectations? Well, as far as royalty goes, of course, you know, there's the question of heritage, bloodlines, that sort of thing. Uh, she, in order to produce an heir for the kingdom, there would have to, she would have to be a Dao of proper lineage. That is one of those requirements, as you probably know. No, I have absolutely no idea. Oh, well, um, the elemental bloodlines, uh, you, you see, when two rocks love each other very much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that talk. It's just then... When two rocks love each other very much, it gets really hard. So you're not there. <laughs> what? Elishard wouldn't make that joke. <laughs> no, he would not. What made my mom the exception then? Well, as far as that goes, um, to be quite fair, uh. 50 years on the surface when no one that you had known previously can feel a little isolated. And when that happens, well, uh, sometimes one seeks companionship, as one does, and... The fact of your birth was not something I was aware of until, obviously, about 48 hours ago. Um, made things quite interesting. Uh, had to, had to, had to figure, figure out what what I felt about that. And then, of course, seeing the way you conducted yourself in the ring, and there's, there's, a, there's a level of resonance. You, you carry some things that I recognize from my childhood. How would it have been different? Well, I feel like I've asked like three questions in a row now. Do you have a question for me? You see him thinking for a minute. 
I think these questions that you're asking are a bit more important at the moment, actually. I just wanted to be fair. I, it's important to let other people talk sometimes. Um, would it have been different if my mom had said that I was going to be here 20 years ago? I think likely yes. Uh, there would have there would have been questions, of course, of uh, if she was willing to undertake the risks. I I naturally had to return here, otherwise the clans would have been left leaderless, and that wouldn't have been good for anybody. But uh, if she'd been willing to make the trip, there, of course would have eventually had to been an official marriage and family to maintain the Dow line. Uh, but it's quite possible if she had said yes, that you would have grown up here in the caverns. But at the time, being somewhat younger and feeling the, the weight of responsibility and knowing that your mother already had a life up there. I didn't, didn't think it wise to, or, or kind even. I felt it would be easier on all considered if I just exited the scene. <laughs> I don't know if that was correct or not, but that was what I had attempted. Never know. Until I learn the spell to turn back time. Uh, Is that the thing? Maybe. I'm still learning this. Entrees! <laughs> and the table begins to be lavishly laid with some slightly more recognizable foodstuffs with less of a reliance on fungus. <laughs> Through the whole thing, your patron can continues sort of dashing madly about in a somewhat harried manner, but seems to be immensely enjoying himself. Diamond's going to start eating, I guess. It's meat, meat of some sort. Sure. Yeah. Time starts eating. <laughs> and just like, you know, just becomes a little thoughtful. Mm -hmm. Until, you know, Marky whisks in and does the thing and then she face plants, like, not, okay. But, yeah, no, and like as he's serving the table, he's con constantly keeping up a running patter of conversation that your father doesn't even seem to realize is going on. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly just sort of side side comments directed at you of, you know, here's here's what we have for food and <laughs> glad you're enjoying the palace and luxury is really nice when you can afford it, isn't it? And that sort of thing. And then inevitably something happens in the kitchen that demands he sprint back that direction. At one point, you swear you hear some sort of reptilian roar come from in there. Mm -hmm. 
but the dinner proceeds and conversation is had. Meanwhile, what are the rest of you doing? Question. Because yeah. I missed part of this at the beginning because I was working on things. Why are we dressed fancy? Because you got given fancy clothes. Because hmm? you my friends. They gave us clothes yeah. and put us in them and did not tell us why. Okay. Yeah. Okay. This is uncomfortable. Okay. So, <laughs> surprisingly, they're actually, most of them are pretty darn comfy. Okay. Okay. Just... So, Zoe will first, oh, sorry, go ahead. Nope, go for it. Sort of trying to figure out how movable in these clothes are, whether or not it's a fitting to wear the cape that actually has magical properties with this dress. Um, there, your your cape doesn't clash with it per se. If you're looking at it from an aesthetic perspective, um, it's not. It's it's only slightly limiting in terms of range of motion and that sort of thing. You you get the idea that if you you know sort of hike up one side of the 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 dress and it's not sort of swishing around your feet you could you could still handle okay. your sword pretty easily in this yeah so keeping something actually i i have a better idea instead of actually like cutting off the slits of it zoe will start doing up her hair very in very fancy sort of like mid braid aids and other little complimentary bits. So I have a few hair ties that I can pin the skirt up with if I need to stab a bit. That's fair. <laughs> you arrange it as needed. Um, you yourself recognize that most of the material here is spider silk. Mm. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. No, this is... These are nice clothes. Yes, yes, they are. Yeah, cool. they're really fancy. Yes, they are extremely fancy. Um, you, you you get the idea that any one of these outfits would go for at least 150 <coughs> gold crowns on the surface, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if not more, considering they're made by a culture that nobody else has access to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like we could sell them to the archaeologists for a lot. I mean, potentially, yeah. <laughs> if we could get anyone to believe us. That's... <laughs> That's Probably the by the apartment building that, I, that Cole lives in with the, <laughs> the shirt. <laughs> but food is served for you guys as well. It's similar fare to what you guys have had the last couple of days that you've been here. Mostly fungus-based. A little bit of meat. Very yeah. little bit of dairy. I pick at it. Are we eating in our provided quarters or have we been yep, that's where it's okay. that's where it's served to you yeah <laughs> door closed just us food yeah yep mm-hmm. yeah they they basically kind of dragged in a table there into the common room set up some chairs for you so anyone have any ideas or relevant news that, that has been learned Not just what was said on the tour. I forget, Jack. Was there so was there, there was something that I was reading about in a book, and I don't remember. I don't think I shared it because I, we didn't have the opportunity yet. I'm trying to remember what it was now. <laughs> um, you had been reading about the uh, general P 
periodic expansion of the Dao clans, generally based on uh, resource pursuits, yeah. whether it was mining uh, for gems, valuable metals, industry metals, that sort of thing. And I feel like we had learned that there was a particular type of metal that they were looking for. Um, I th- sorry, I th- what was that, Mara? Oh, I I'm I don't think I don't remember. I I, I may be mis- I feel like we learned of a specific metal, and I can't remember what it was. Um, there had been some types of specific ores and metals back when you guys were touring the forges. Yeah. Um, where where most of what you were seeing mined specifically was more on the softer metals, more valuable <clears throat> gold, silver, that sort of thing. Fareed made references to things like mithril and adamantine. And oh, well, I, I learned that they, I, lear- I learned that they follow that they follow uh, mineral veins. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And, and so, so yeah, I'll, 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 I'll share what I learned from the book. Um, when we were in the library, I did learn something about their methodology for expansion. They tend to follow mineral veins as they expand in any yes. given direction. I don't know if that'll... I'll look at Zoe. I don't know if that would be enough, if that would be information that they could utilize to track out or plan out the expected expansion, but... GM. I mean, it's it's definitely... <clears throat> at least gives them a target. It's it's better than, well, they're headed this direction, but we don't know why. Having a why behind it is probably more helpful than necessarily. I take this opportunity to just, as I'm fiddling around with stuff and half paying attention, I'm detect magic because I have a spell now that I know will allow people to eavesdrop. And I don't know if these people do. And I'm paranoid. Oh, okay. Just um, it's, Well, it's not, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. It's not nothing though. I did have a thought, especially with that information. I had a thought. Aurelia, do you remember what you initially offered to uh, to the queens? Yes. Did I get any ping on my spell, Jack? Uh, you, you're getting a ping currently off of Zoe's cloak, if she's wearing okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but nothing, but nothing. probably very close to me, though I'm not currently wearing it. It seems a little rude. Um, yeah. I just mm-hmm. wanted to check, like, the clothes, probably, and yeah. our surroundings, because mm-hmm. we left for the day. Yeah, no, don't see anything in, in the interior of the uh, the the chambers. Um, whatever armor the guards are wearing outside the door is very faintly registering through okay. the wall. Yeah, similar to the, the armor in the for- when we toured. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, then, yes, um... They, I had offered a clairvoyance. Um, now that we have been around the palace, could you not use that as a mechanism of, I don't know, just to scout around, look for the more detailed records or something? Um, I... Let me look at clairvoyance real quick. I cannot move it. It's not like the familiars 
Um, but I could, it would be invisible, so they would not see it. Um, unless they can see magic, but that's a separate, that's a separate concern. Yes. Um, and I would be able to either see or hear what was going on. I had the thought of trying to listen in on, not the king, but his advisors and who he talks to, who tells him what to do. That definitely could be a way to do it. They might be able to see magic, but I was able to use invisibility successfully, so. I think I think it might be a risk worth taking. All right, so the question then is where do you want to put it? Because like, as we established earlier, he doesn't actually have an office, so we don't know where would be an effective place for... We don't know... The king does, doesn't. Does yeah. it have to be aware? Um, Can it no, be a so, who? A place you have visited or seen before or an obvious location that is unfamiliar to do. Okay. So, Jack, if I specified I want to have a sensor um, where... I mean, I don't know if the meeting's going on right now. If they're, they might be having dinner together. That sometimes happens if you're working late. Um, and they see, apparently it was pretty busy this morning. Um, could I say, would that be specific enough, GM, for... So it, uh, is, it is specifically location-based. So you okay. could just do like wherever Farid is because you don't know where he is right now. Yes, okay. Um, could I specify the... Minister's dining room or something like that. Would that work? Um, I can put the. So spell you up. you could you could put the spell in the banquet hall where you guys had your. But you, if there is a minister's dining room, you definitely have no idea where it is, and you certainly have never been there before. Okay, but I can put it in an obvious location that is unfamiliar to me. That yes. is an option. So an, an obvious location that is unfamiliar to you is basically, I don't have line of sight to this thing, but I know it's roughly there. Okay. So like, if you're standing in front of a door, you can put it on the, on other, the other side, side. of the door. But, okay. but an abstract conceptual room that Got might it. be in this palace or might not is not an obvious location, nor is okay. it yeah, familiar to you. I... We don't know where they are right now. If I knew where they were, if we could send Jinx out or... No, but I could find him myself, probably. You, it would just have to be after we retire to our rooms. Uh, I could go search. I'll know exactly where he is. You, if he's within a certain distance. You have a spell that can do that. What? Yeah. yeah. What, what is this? Please explain. Magic. Yeah, yes, yeah. I realize magic. <laughs> what Elishard said. If you can find out where he is, you can communicate it to Aurelia, presumably in terms of like distance or three doors down in such a way that it would be obvious to her such a location exists. Yeah. Um, okay. That would so be as long as we keep the if 
we get lucky and get the timing right, it's potentially worth doing. It's all luck. <sighs> I just want something to <sighs> get out of here. Well, we've got something. It'd be better if we had more, but we've got something. Yes. If you have a spell that can let you figure out where he is, we can take that risk and see what happens. I don't think they know exactly how our magic works. So. And they don't know what spells we have besides what we used in that fight. No, but they do know that we cast magic. So if anything we do leaves an obvious trace, we are the first subjects. Yes. The first subjects. So that is a question, Cole. Is that magic just automatic? Is it something that they resist? It it just helps me find them. Yeah. Mark them or anything like that. It's just... Find... Yep. Any anything within a certain, I think a certain distance. I don't quite know how far because I've never used it before. But. All right. I think it's worth it then. We try it. All right. I will use my uh, last spell slot for now and cast locate creature and free on Fareed. Okay. Fareed is one floor down and about 150 yards to the west. Okay. Dang, I was going to say, he's just like underneath us and like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Is he moving? Not right now. No, doesn't, doesn't seem like it. I'm going to try it now. How likely is he in dinner right now? I mean, it's roughly dinner time, it seems. Very likely. Kept to the same sort of schedule that you guys were today. Especially because the king seems to at least be taking his dinner right now. Yes. I. Miracle. Quick quick question. Um, How how wide is the room that we're in right now? The room that you're in right now is about the the common area is about yeah. twenty by thirty. Okay, so I'm just I'm just gonna do my uh, use my invocation that I just recently gained and look at the walls to see if because of what I saw in the mines, maybe they don't need magic sensors in here if they can just hide in the walls. So uh, one second, <clears throat> ghostly gaze. Okay. Um, you take a, a look around the room. You can see your guards outside in okay. the main hall. The rest of the perimeter of the room is basically the various sleeping chambers that you guys have access to. Nobody's okay. in those that you can see. Okay. And all right, okay. It's my my bit of paranoia for a second. <laughs> yeah, no worries. All right, have we had a short rest then for spell slot purposes? Um, yeah, I'll say you have okay. during during the the dressing dinner era. Yep. Okay. 
And then I think this is a good time, possibly. At the very least, I can try again if you can keep if you can keep an eye on him, Cole. For the next hour. Okay. Hopefully he's working on something during dinner. I will cast clairvoyance uh, on where Cole is telling me he is. Okay. This uh, isn't technically... You You have a distance and a direction. Yep. So I'll let you make the attempt, but this okay. is not technically a place that is familiar with you, although it yep. would almost sort of qualify as an obvious... Okay. Um, but uh, j- make me an arcana check. <laughs> okay. Arcana. Oh, God. Honestly, if you didn't roll under five, I was going to say it was fine. Okay. Because you have a fairly accurate description. So we'll say it's a win. Okay. Good. All right. Are you going uh, sight or hearing? Um, I'm going sight first. Okay. So you cast the spell. Yep. Sort of concentrate on the table. Your vision fades and clouds over and then suddenly springs back again. Fareed is in full Dao form, his large swirling around at the waist bit in front of a table with a number of papers strewn out on it. Ah. They're written in a language you don't understand. Fuck. (laughs) Should have taken that other one. There are two other Dao in the room with him. All of them are, like, he is the least ostentatiously dressed of the three. Okay. There is, at least one of the papers is a chart or a map of some sort. It looks like caves to you. It's not, you're, you're not, you don't really have any reference points of what it's a map of. Yeah. There's some gesturing and talking back and forth, and a couple of them point to various locations on the map. He pulls out a sheaf of, of papers, reads I, something aloud. I can't read it. Um, I shift to hearing. You would have to uh, cast the spell again for that. I w- would I have to cast the spell again, or I can... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Anyway, should... As your action, you can switch between seeing and yeah, hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. I was going to say, I thought so. Yep, there it is. So I switch. Um, Which is why we'll have to expand to these areas if we are going to find the actual mithril deposits that seem to be indicated <clears throat> by the scouts. They've found yes. areas of concentration mithril. around these. Next eye. But if the promise of the vein is further in, then of course we will need to have holdings in place to ensure that we can gather these materials before the drow are any of the wiser. I shift. We can certainly make sure that that happens. And you shift back to what? No, I don't shift. Okay. I'm still leaving it. I think. Okay. It's probably better to hear. If you hear it, we can write it down. <laughs> I yeah. can have two battalions of guards headed into that area. Move quietly, slowly. Ensure that our approach goes unremarked. I begin saying it out loud, probably. I begin writing it down. <laughs> then once they're in place, 
throw up a quick little, quick bundle of fortifications. Make sure that we have decent foothold in case we are discovered. That way we can repulse any uh, incoming attacks from the assassin houses. I'm sure they have plenty of uses for mithril themselves. Well, the king is very intent that we should garner these. I gave him the reports for those just this morning. He signed off on our expansion effort, and we will be able to add it to the armory once it's been gathered and processed. We should have upgraded fortifications for our foot troops within three months once we conclude the consumption of this ore. That is all well and good, but if Yangere find that we are taking these metals out from underneath them, they shall likely invoke severe reprisals should they find an opportunity. Has there been any progress on determining their likely movements in the area? Or have the scouts been focused solely on your money grubbing? We plan to field an extra squadron of scouts to the area. But as you know, the drow are incapable of moving through the stones and being in resonance with the rock strata as we are. So it would be unlikely in the extreme and a perfectly fieldable risk to put them out there and trust that their own skills will help them remain undetected. The issue does not arise until the slave troops <clears throat> are deployed. Very well. Glory to the Magma Fist, then. Indeed. Well. I shall begin preparations. You both have been quite understanding, and I appreciate your willingness to forego dining at your own establishments this evening. Yes, yes, well, Farid, do keep us apprised. Make sure we are not left in the dark this time. And then they leave the room. It sounds like. I shift back to seeing. Fareed is gathering up the papers, rolls up the map, sticks it in I, a cube. I, I try and memorize as much as possible. I, it's, it pro, I'm not that close, probably. Roll me a perception. I'm not familiar with, but I'm going to try and figure out any sort of terrain markers I can figure out on the map. Could I make a case for survival because it's reading maps? You will be able to make a case for survival if you can read the map. Okay. Oh, 14. Okay. I'll let you roll a straight survival check with that one. Okay. 19. 19. Okay. 
Um, <clears throat> there is one point on the map that you can see and possibly gain a little bit of reference to. Okay. Uh, it's a it's an it's an intersection of cavern tunnels that you think was part of the path that you came through when you guys were captured and dragged in to the settlement. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I dropped the spell. Paper, 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 paper. <laughs> like some of the paper I've been writing on. <laughs> instantly, like grab the 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 pencil or pen or whatever you're using and like start scribbling. It's a quill. Or... Here's an ink jar. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I think I've got it. Um, roll me a straight intelligence check. All right. Uh, how well you can recreate. You have inspiration by any chance? I don't. I haven't gotten okay. inspiration in forever. <laughs> None <laughs> of us have. I think we've stopped doing that. No, um, I've I, given it I, out all. Can, I, can mm. I give up my inspiration? No, not in this case. Nine. Nine? Okay. Yeah. Nine. Good to know. I'll write that down. I think it was. It's close to where we traveled. Um, they're going to be oh, okay. How that was... how good of a how Tell me good everything of a... they said <clears throat> as precisely as possible. Yes. Sorry, what was that, Zoe? I said, just tell me everything they said as precisely as possible. We can think about what it means. Second, I Alishar was writing it down. Yeah. Yeah, she she was keeping up a running transmission <clears throat> as it was. I missed that part. That's I was, yeah. Yeah. You I was, know what Elishard was writing. Yeah. 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 As, as soon as I realized what was going on, I was like, oh, I should just say this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Not I summarize. Was, I really well, was talking out loud. <laughs> yep. That should be significant to assistance and fulfill what we need. I'm, okay. I'm going to I'm going to spend the next few hours copying this multiple times so that each of us can carry a copy in case something happens. Yes. So that in uh, case something happens, there's multiple copies for them to discover secreted about your persons. Good. We're yeah. leaving tomorrow. <laughs> Before you do that, you might need to ask Diamond and the currently sleeping people when they get back, but does anyone have like access to a pocket dimension or some other way of hiding information? Yeah, if you want to just make one copy, I could Jinx can hold it in her mouth and then I can just poof her away. And then they want to get soggy. She, she's never come it's, back wet. It's parchment. It's not in, in someone's mouth. Okay, never it's, mind. Well, yeah. actually, Jack, this is a question of I'll whether or not it works and whether or not we'd know, but we can test this. It, it's I assume on the surface you'd use birds, but there's such a thing as messenger spiders. You just attach a little uh, small tube and put the information in there. I, I have a spell that will do that. Does, says Woden. Says Woden. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean, I was saying that if Jinx can carry things out of reality with her. Or if we want to send the message now... I can get in contact with the drow. I appreciate that, and that's probably our second or last resort. 
but we really want to be there to claim our reward. Yes. Yeah, we don't want to give them an, an excuse to just not pick us back up. Uh, yes. <laughs> Fair. It. You guys technically already have claimed your reward. They're not, just not going to pull the trigger on actually doing the contract. Okay, until they so when I said reward, that was the wrong word. Um, okay. So correcting myself in light of GM reminding me, our escort back through the drow territory so we can actually get out of here was what I was talking about. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I understood you. Yeah. Sorry. No, <laughs> no, that makes sense. When the contract is already underway. What I'm, yeah, is uh, there's a lady who's supposed to help us get back. And yes. And if they don't need us, they might just not do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So avoiding that, if at all possible. Having the multiple contracts. If things go south, probably good to do that. <laughs> If but, Jinx can, let's <clears throat> let's find out if Jinx can hold on to this, and if Jinx can, one copy will be fine until we get out, and then I can. I'll make, make write something utterly meaningless and undercommon on a piece of paper, hand it to Jinx. Jinx will we grab it with her teeth, and then I'll puff her away for a second, and then does, puff her back. Does Jinx take the paper with her, GM? <laughs> Jinx, uh, let me take a look at the Find Familiar spell just to make sure. Jinx. Yes, Jinx definitely disappears with the paper in the mouth. Does it come back when Jinx comes back? No, it does not. Oh. I thought that might happen. Does the same thing happen when I... Out of curiosity, I want to try something. She might have spit it out. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I could also try putting it in the pocket dimension that I put my gun in. I'll hand you another piece of paper that's blank. I will try that. Are you putting it... I, like, you... like oh, put it I'll in like, the barrel? I'll, like, roll it up, yeah, and put it in the barrel. <clears throat> okay, all right. So you roll it up, you put it in the barrel again. Yep. yep. Okay. And then shook it back. Minute, comes back, you look in the barrel of the gun. The paper is there. All right. Try that with something written on it. We don't... I yes. will. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try it. Tr- test it again. All right, so you draw sure. a dick on a piece of paper. Yep. Roll it up. <laughs> Yep. Nope, it comes back. The writing is intact. All right. I uh, doubt that works for me, but that is a good way to archive the information. That would be good. Then I cannot use my gun at any point until we... Until we... Well, we're going to... Once we get out of the city, we can secrete more conventional methods. Yes. But until then... I mean, I was under the impression you were opposed to showing your gun off here anyways in case. Yes, but it is rather effective. Yeah. I think that is the I best. I have extra option. daggers, but I don't think that's really going to be... I do have a crossbow that I can use. Yeah. Um, I think that is the best <clears throat> option to only have one copy. Could you fashion... Out of curiosity, could you fashion some sort of side pouch for the... I don't know what you call it, but the part of the gun that goes against your shoulder. 
stuck. Um, Some, what do you mean? Like, imagine... Imagine a sad... Hang on. GM, are there horses in Conflux? Yeah. Okay. Imagine a saddlebag, but smaller and specifically designed to be strapped onto the stock. Yes, it would help aim. I don't see what has has to do with this. But if it's a if it's ha, if it's a pouch, you can put papers in it, and thus not have them in the barrel and make it not so you can't fire the gun. Probably not something we have the materials for right now. No, that would require leather working equipment. I look down at the at the ridiculously expensive clothes that I'm wearing. Could we okay. make do? <laughs> That's expensive. Um. Do you want... That would be suspicious. Also that. But if the gun is in an ethereal realm away from view, my, my, my suggestion is not that, that you parade around with the gun visible and the, the makeshift cloth pouch visible, but that yes. if you need to use the gun, the paper isn't in the barrel, so when you pull it out, you don't have to worry about removing the paper before you fire. I think what Zoe's saying would be suspicious is the fact that your brand new tailored and custom bespoke outfit suddenly has chunks cut out of it. Yeah. Thank you, whichever <laughs> character and or GM explained that to that would have that would have been Cora in some yeah. brain, probably. <laughs> Sorry. I... Okay, so I don't know to thank Cora, but thank right. you. <laughs> yeah. I my 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 example was meant to be more vague than that. I reach over into a bag and pull out my old warder's coat. <laughs> that is shitty and tattered already. <laughs> I can try i don't i can try um i don't have any of my tools with me um <clears throat> yes if, if if you don't have the ability to then it's a moot point but i'm just I, I, that was the idea that came into my head as a yes, way so that I, you could use the gun that is a good option for the future but i think I'd be too worried about it falling off. Well, in that, in, for that, in that case, never mind. We'll just dig it down the barrel. Yes. Um, unless, we, if we want to have one more copy in case I fall and cannot retrieve it. Though my gun does appear if I die. So you'll have that. Never mind. I'm good now. <laughs> Can I talk to you, by the way, before we retire? Sure. I'm going to go to bed soon. Um, Privately? Head, yeah. yeah right. Somewhere out <laughs> away from everyone. Else. Several rooms. Please have yourself of one of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really, uh, I am and, still assuming that we divided up rooms by gender, so Cora has the only private Cora room. Is the only person sleeping by themselves. I love it. <laughs> So, <clears throat> today, mm -hmm. with the fighting in the ring, I don't know if you can tell if it, like, leaves an impression or anything. I tried to stop you. Could I tell, Jack? You didn't notice. Nope. <laughs> I didn't notice. No, you seem pretty busy. Yeah. 
You're... Sorry, I'm having a hard time with the rest of you. I like gesture at Elishard under your skin. Mm hmm. I understand that. It is disturbing and terrifying. And you were, you unleashed that on someone who had no idea that it was coming, who did not have a choice to. That's not me. That's in the back of your head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I say Ooh. that I say that out loud, even though you can't hear it, because I can hear it and I think it's audible. <laughs> yeah, 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 I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Who did not have a choice to not do anything. To turn away from that fight. Mm-hmm. And previous to that, well. No, wait, that was two ago. I'm losing track of fights now because that is my life is a series of to the death battles of two ago, you ate someone. Or sorry, the thing inside you ate someone. Jack, remind me, what was the thing that I ate? I've, I've forgotten what it was. I thought you ate a grill. Yeah, I ate a grill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Something. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that was three ago. That was three ago? I, uh, <laughs> I really know that. She's worked up. She's probably not. <laughs> She's having a hard She's day. She's having a moment here. <laughs> I understand your fear. And you did it anyway. Yes. You did it anyway in, in that box where Diamond was freaking out. Mm hmm It's not okay. No, it's not. And if I had any other options, I would have taken them. But I am... at parity with the entity inside me. There's a balance. A very tenuous one. A balance. Uh-huh. A uh -huh. very tenuous one. With the thing that is keeping you alive. Yes. That is not a balance. It keeps me alive. I keep it in check for the most part. You'll notice I did not you kill the person that I was fighting. No, you didn't. But can you tell me that you were in full control of that? If if something had gone wrong, that you would have been able to do anything? Roughly, yes. It's not perfect, no. But I also don't have perfect control over when it comes out. It's less an ability... I, let's compare it to your gun. Because that's something we can understand. You have the ability to control when you pull your gun out and when you fire it. Mm -hmm. The creature inside me is more like a horse that isn't broken. And the best I can do is hold on and 
attempt to guide it. It is my best defense, my best weapon, and also an entirely volatile entity of its own. Understood. With its own sentience. I can control it only because I am at parity with it. It's not parody. Anyway. Fine. But I can prevent it from eating things if I need to. When we're fighting Grell, I'm not going to do that because it's easier to just let it have what it wants in those cases yeah. For when I need to rein it in against other entities. If All I try right. to control it too much, it will rage out of control. Understood. Just so you know, if it rages out of control, I will try to stop it with everything I have. I appreciate that. Good. If I had other options, I would take them. In fact, I did take my other option at the beginning of that fight. <laughs> but this is what I am. It's not a weapon I can put down. It's not armor I can take off. It is a part of me. And it scares me too. Mm-hmm. But I have to live with it. <clears throat> Good luck. Thank and you. I ex- exit. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Diamond, dinner has drawn to a close. Um, you get most of your questions answered. Some of them are answers that make you feel a little better. Some of them are answers that make you wonder if there's going to need to be more questions later. One thing you don't get answered is why the Marquis is doing this shenanigan. (laughs) But he eventually comes out with cake. And... pats you on the head and vanishes, leaving a very formally dressed Durgar in his wake. (laughs) Poor guy. Who gives a very stiff bow and walks back into his kitchen where you hear a what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) Which Which your father sort of looks at and just sort of chuckles to himself and finishes his dessert. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll eat this cake. So how long can you all stay? Then, uh, if the game needs tending to. <laughs> I mean, we only had the one day of uh, enjoying the tour and getting to uh, talk with you. So, but unfortunately, we are needed back, and 
given our timetable, we have another thing in a few days and it Oh, what other thing? <laughs> I mean, so I think I think there is actually uh, correct Nikki if she's wrong because I my notes aren't as good. We do we have a job for our landlord. We have to go steal something for our landlord. Aurelia also wants to talk to someone, though she was kind of vague about who. Aurelia has a family dinner. That's what oh. she said. Right. right. So Aurelia says she has a family dinner. Yeah. You, you are also aware that there's this supposedly primarily warlock themed party yep. that you guys could probably get to. And then the third thing, which is not until the 10th of next month, because the party's on the first, mm -hmm. uh, is that roughly around the 10th is when the 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 heist for your uh, your employers is scheduled for. Cool. Yeah, we um, there's this party for being a warlock that we need to kind of plan for. And... Uh, uh, my friend Aurelia is also having dinner with her family, and I, I, I would I haven't met her family yet, and I, I kind of you know. I, I'm a big proponent of families, so seeing hers would be kind of cool. I've also never met my friend's families except for Elishard, but he doesn't really count because that was more work related yeah leaving tomorrow it is then yes yes <laughs> all right well elishard doesn't count because i accidentally indicated we were betrothed to his dads diamond's <laughs> <laughs> getting a lot of betrothal uh, requests lately it's just <laughs> i'm a warlock and suddenly everyone made the request yet <laughs> well uh for i this is where things get a little awkward um so if you're leaving tomorrow, you said. Well, uh, the situation being what it is, and the undergress being what it is. Uh, They're going to send people. We are going to provide you with an escort to the surface. Mm -hmm. Which will be a different avenue than you took coming down. It's not necessary. Like... Of course it's not necessary, but, but for the security of my kingdom and to pacify some of my advisors and my more strident nobility, I will have to insist that uh, you and your companions, all of whom I assume are pleasant people, but whose intentions I can't particularly read, and who may have agendas of their own, etc., 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 and their own perspectives on philosophies, on how life exists, etc. You understand what I'm saying. Yeah. They don't trust us. They don't trust you. That's fine. We can do cool magic stuff, but also you guys can summon rocks out of the ground, which is really cool. And I'm a little, I'm not gonna lie. Wish I could do that. Really wish I could. Well, if your magic doesn't grow to allow you to do such things during the game, I believe there is some Potential. I'll have to. I'll have to talk to some of the sages and experts and see if that's something you could learn down here. I mean, I can make like gardens grow, and I can make myself invisible and stuff. But yeah, you can make yourself invisible. Sure. <laughs> that is handy. It's 
pretty handy. I mean, you saw it in the fight. Yes, yes, actually you did. Yes, you were, and then you poof. Helps make for advantageous attacks later. Hmm. Quite tactically applicable. I try my best. You're okay. doing quite well, and you're doing your father proud. Uh, and I'm sure you're doing your other father proud as well. Yeah, Darwin's pretty proud of me. That's good. Uh, if it'll, if it'll keep you from getting in trouble with people, and honestly, I also don't want to be on bad blood with people down here if we are gonna meet them later. Uh, okay, I'll, I will let my company know about the situation tomorrow. Very good. Uh, we will see you in the morning then, I suppose. Uh, Fareed always has at least seven or eight decrees for me to sign before I actually rest for the evening, so I feel like I should go get that out of the way. Dad, do you actually like being a leader? At least the, like... There are parts I enjoy. There are parts that are a bit onerous, but uh, on the whole, yes, yes, I think I do. Hmm? Good. Good. Can I get someone to help me take this cake back to my friends? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you can. In fact, you already have someone. Rorick! And the doors swing open. And the Durgar with the shield on his back and the war pick at his belt gives a bow. The cake is going back to the quarters. <laughs> Make sure it gets there safely. And gives a nod, comes over, picks up the, sil the, the sort of silverish platter that it's on, and then just steps to the side of the door, looking like the most intimidating butler anybody has ever seen. <laughs> uh, uh, the so second proud. most intimidating butler anybody has ever seen. I'm sure exactly. some of you guys have read Artemis Fowl. I was thinking Alfred. <laughs> oh, I was thinking I think, I think that's terrifying. I think that's Alfred's superpower is that it, at first glance, he doesn't look intimidating, but he can still fuck you up. But at any moment, he could look intimidating. <laughs> I thought of Goto. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes, also that. Yep. I mean, yeah, isn't, isn't there a butler that is literally a demon in anime? Yes, but that's not who yes. we're talking about because yep. he looks like a sexy man. He looks <laughs> like a very sexy man. <laughs> Any whoosie what's it? Mm -hmm. uh, Diamond stands up and she goes over to her dad and gives him a hug. And he gives you a hug back. <laughs> and then uh, kisses you on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Night. See you in the morning. So many emotions. I have a lot of emotions right now. <laughs> cool. As as Diamond and and Ror Rorik are walking back, Diamond says, "Um, uh, you're taking a piece of cake as well. That mm. wasn't an option." Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
What if he's gluten intolerant? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why I was making the, that's very sweet and also awkward. Well, the, well you know what? And Dan was like, do you, do you like cake? Meh. <laughs> will, you, will you die if you have cake? Nah. Okay. I love the communication via grunts. <laughs> Single syllable. <laughs> if we're nah. making anime references. Look, that's how Cole is in the morning before he has his 50-year-old day scone. <laughs> Pretty much. So as you guys are having conversations and making plans and figuring things out, eventually the doors open and Diamond comes in, leading a Durgar who has most of a cake, which he just sets down on the table and then cuts himself a slice of. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I love Rorik so much. <laughs> Rorik, this is Bubbles. This is your other best friend. <laughs> uh, I brought you guys cake. Thanks. Cake. Thank you. I think Aurelia's probably already asleep. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I definitely was mostly thinking about Cole when I brought this cake, but please everybody else also have cake. Because I'm pretty <laughs> <laughs> love it. He will wait till everybody's done though. Yeah. <laughs> Just... All of the rest. And then take right. <laughs> everybody take what you want. The rest of that is mine. <laughs> like <laughs> Zoe takes the fitness obsessed assassin slice of cake. So right. it's like, how thin can I cut it and well, still have it technically be a slice and not like cropped in the middle? In in case Aurelia is just laying in bed and hasn't fallen asleep yet, I will go to the door and I will through the door call out if you're interested, Aurelia, there's cake. I probably actually haven't fallen asleep. I'm probably tossing and turning. It's super good. <laughs> Just through the door. There's cake. Oh, and then I walk oh, back. I like to imagine that you do that at each of the doors, but it's kind of serial killer-ish because you have a demon thing inside of you. <laughs> Not because you intend it that way. There's cake. <laughs> But there's cake, and also there's like little bits of goop falling out of your eyes. It's just it. There's cake. It, like it's 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 the it's the manga thing where it says there's cake, but the text bubble is black and dripping. Right. <laughs> the man tries to say anything reassuring. Yeah. As soon as Rorik uh, goes outside to do his guarding thing um, and the doors are closed. Diamond's like, so throughout the entirety of that dinner session, which I learned some things about my dad and he learned some things about me. It was great, a little emotional, but um, my, uh, my patron was there making all the food. So forewarning, the cake was made by my patron who is, I don't think we've ever gotten a description. Oh, oh God, I, uh, yeah, in the, I guess in the confusion of everything, we haven't like really, I haven't really told you much more about it. I just described him as a weird guy that came into my room that one time. Yes, it's very reassuring. I put my fork down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, it me. Uh, so he's uh, he's an archfey, I guess. Do, like, does Diamond even know what an archfey is? Yeah. Do I know what that is? Do any of us? Give me a history check. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'm good at history. All of us are just Aurelia. Um, Aurelia and Diamond. Yeah. We'll just. Woo! Twenty three. No, I have the twenty three. Oh wait, sixteen. Thank 16. you. Sorry, I I just rolled and assumed the bottom one was mine. Uh, so Aurelia, you are familiar with Sylvan as a language, yes, and you don't speak a word of it, but there you are aware that it is tied to a sort of primal, not quite elemental, kind of abstract kind of way of looking at the world and that there are legends of other dimensions where this is the primary means of communication wherein things are just fucking crazy nutballs. Um, Sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a terribly horrific way. And that there are beings there that are called fae or fairies or something of that and there's sort of madness and emotion kind of they're elementals of madness and emotion mostly i have eaten some of the cake because you i have eaten some of the cake <laughs> and it was sugar and diamond gave it to me <laughs> i stopped eating the cake diamond you know basically you, you're familiar with a legendary dimension called the feywild that it's an area of primal energies and abstract concepts made manifest, that it exists in a state of perpetual twilight, and there are certain beings that are native to this dimension, and the most powerful among them are the Archfey, which are basically gods that couldn't be bothered. Um, and they tend to be fairly uniquely focused or function around certain archetypes and concepts and that kind of thing. It's very convoluted. It's very difficult for what you would consider normal people to understand. There are rules at play that are in as much laws as any laws of nature are, but they only function with that level of imperativeness in this dimension and yeah it's crazy nutballs there so my patron i don't i don't know how your relationships are with your patrons um that give you your powers um he pops in every now and again and to either check in on me or to show me a new a new ability that i have was that there was something weird. He he helped me make the the flowers for Heden's grave. Got it. Okay, we're connecting some dots here. Cool. So I don't know if it makes you feel any better, but me and my dad ate a lot of the food, all of the food that he made. Um and I I don't feel any different. Pretty sure my dad doesn't feel any different. 
Um, but I also- Neither of your history checks was high enough to know that you don't eat food from fairies. Mm -hmm. Just FYI. Yep. Fake <laughs> uh, courts, and they didn't. He didn't offer it. He just served it. So <laughs> there are there are rules to this, and I'll fight you, Jack. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Well, well, we may. Speaking of fey and the fey antiquities and such, we may have our payment ready. Or, or the deal, our end of the deal, or when we go back, or yeah, for when yeah. we go back. Yeah. No one had to leave the room and like no. around, did they? Nope. No. Magic. Yeah. And um, well, see, we can use magic to turn invisible, but also like we can be seen going out of the door. Or no, uh, Cole. Cole used magic to locate the uh, Farid and then Aurelia used magic to listen in to the room that Farid was in and we heard or Aurelia heard and then spoke out loud and I wrote down their plans for what they're doing and why they're doing it it was actually all very convenient magic's weird like that well they're not used like otherwise we'd be at a dead end and the fates are and our patrons are not quite so willing to part us from our, our inevitable victory. Yeah. Right. I don't have a patron, so I don't... Fantastic. Like, I don't know. You, you technically do. I mean, he gives you your powers, which is also gives you your life, so... I eat the cake. <laughs> it's really damn good cake. It's it, yep. But we've got a we've got a plan for getting it out. Um, when we leave tomorrow, we'll basically stuff the information into the barrel of Aurelia's gun and stick it in the different dimension. And so, when we leave, we can go meet up with our escort. Yeah, we can do that now. Oh well. Um, yeah. Okay. So about that. Um, the other Dao do not trust us, and to kind of keep with diplomacy, my dad had to agree to give us an escort tomorrow to the surface and that to take us in a different direction than we came in. Well, then it's back to plan A because we don't need to ensure yeah, actually. Us out. Yeah, that's actually that 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 doesn't yes. that that works. We can just message the or send the information well, along. You mentioned having something that might be good for a longer form of communication. Oh, I can conjure a wee messenger that'll deliver it in person. Oh, does just it just drops it right off for him? That works perfectly. As long as it's not waylaid by something. Ah. Uh, Best I can understand it. There's not really any way you could waylay him. He kind of takes a circuitous route that's still kind of instant. Mm. Okay. Magic. And I that. Mm. if need be, Aurelia, you could either meet sometime afterwards and send it or confirm once we are back to the surface, confirm the payment has been received with your magic. Yes. 
I would like to do that just so, so we make sure that Dill can keep a copy in Aurelia's gun just in case. But we'll yeah, we'll do that. Um, we'll keep a copy for ourselves so, and send a copy off. Woten, does it take a physical copy or does it just? Oh, hey, the the wee bogarter has a chest, and you just so uh, put Zo, this... do you want to write like a cover letter? <laughs> so. Jack, it may concern. I have a code book. I assume that that is not going to work for these people. Your code book is a Nerkliath code book. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but would I have the general understanding of how to properly communicate and encode this information? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're probably not expecting it to be professional because. We're a bunch of outsiders, except yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they're, yeah, they're, they're not ex- expecting a textbook yeah. field report or anything like that. I'll take the private time needed and put all of the information into the proper format, give a copy of that to Woden. You want me to send us now? <laughs> it seems as reasonable as anything. Uh, I will also include... Um, if we're confident we're going to go out with the, the with the Dow escort, um, something letting them know we will not need an escort out. We have a different route. Um, Message for that. Yes. Escort no longer needed. I can do that. Sending you're yeah. sending the report. Mm-hmm. I'm sending in that report also the information relevant to right. Yeah, yeah. So that so that. So that Elishana isn't just sitting there waiting. Yep. And Potentially assuming... vulnerable given what we know about their expansion plans. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I imagine the, the literal cover letter is, here's the information you required of us. We will not be needed escort as we are escorting a different way. Thanks and kind regards, us. <laughs> yeah, except for the way Zoe sends letters to these people. So incredibly professional and respectful. No, super duper, but like definitely, they know that this is yeah. the, these are coming from us. Like it is, this is not just a they know who's sending it. Like, yeah. Um, also magic. Yeah, <laughs> there are that many. The, the drow have magic. They might. It's different magic. True. But anyways, only we, concern with sending the message is where this route we're going tomorrow is and depending on how fast the drought act if we are going to get caught in a crossfire well they're not gonna they're gonna act in the area that's close to them if what diamond said is right the tower taking us in a completely different direction all right never mind then so that won't be an I issue think we're fine um though <sighs> Actually, let me just, though, I don't know. I definitely could speak to Diamond's father about this or one of the people who's more been presenting themselves as a martial guard definitely could. We probably want to secure a specific insurance that this is not an assassination. (laughs) As nicely as possible, Diamond, some of your dad's people do not like you very much and as limited as your political influence might be, having a first descendant they disapprove of might be something that some of these people are looking to rectify. No, so, I've definitely thought of that. And bless my dad, I 
don't think yeah. he, I mean, he might assume it. Actually, no, I don't think he would think that the guards we're going to have are going to assassinate. I would just, yeah. You can ask. I am very comfortable asking. I imagine it'd be completely reasonable for our literal guard to ask, gesturing well, to the ex watch member. I'm pretty sure my dad is still awake. Like, we can ask tomorrow. But just our priority is your safety. So we want to ensure that the guards are people that are particularly not harboring any ill will towards you, particularly loyal to him, however you want to frame it. And how, if they're going to do that, how would he know? Why would they tell him that? Well, no, no, that raising the concern isn't important yeah. so that he Because can... he, my guess would be based on how Oh, these kinds of things work. He probably can specifically hand select guards he feels are good, as he did with. Uh, I'm sorry, Jack. What's the dwarf's name? Rorik. <laughs> as he did with Rorik, but he might also leave that to a subordinate or subordinate subordinate who might decide to pick the right people. Um, Jack. We don't need a hunting accident. Jack. Yes. And did I did I interpret it incorrectly or did it seem like the Malik was impressed by me after the fight the other day? Somewhat. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, okay. Um If it helps, uh there was some level of impressiveness uh, or or being impressed that was expressed from him after the fight earlier today I could go talk to him about it that might make me slightly a better person to do that I'll, we can we can talk to him in the morning uh, but I, I there's a lot of things that we have to be cautious about tomorrow both in leaving walking back to the surface and then getting to the surface. So I guess it's just par for the course as it is right now. Mm -hmm. So, but we won't do much about it if we stay up and talk about it. Uh, Cole, you're going to finish the rest of the cake, right? Mm -hmm. His mouth is full. <laughs> <laughs> there's still, there's still more cake left. He's like, no, I'm not going to finish. I'm not going to, you know, no, I'll, we can have some for the trip tomorrow. <laughs> That'll be fine. Oh. <laughs> Gulping down I'm, cake like it's air. <laughs> unless anyone never had anything cake. Anything else they want to talk about? I'm gonna go because I'm full of emotions right now. Good night. Night. Hey, Elishard, uh, can I? Can you? Uh, can you just open the door and tell them that the bird needs to come out for a little bit because it's like I don't know shit somewhere. Give, give me the bird. One second, and then I <laughs> shift into the bird and fly up onto his shoulder. I am the bird. How many times are you going to nearly ruin things that we have almost accomplished successfully? Shift back out. I just want to check something. I'm not looking for anything. I'll be back in an hour. Just tell him that the bird will come back in an hour and to open the door as well. No, I'll let you know to just open the door. 
a bird. I there's something I need to do. So and then I'm, I'm gonna cast okay creature. I'm uh, willing to trust Cole. That Cole will not do something that will inevitably cause the rest of us to be attacked and killed. I've gone off to bed. It, in probably just switching to Undercommon automatically. I have seen Cole's idea uh, uh, of it's fine before. And in Undercommon back, I understand that. But working as a team, sometimes you have to trust your allies. Well... If you all die, I can just find another team. That's one way to look at it. So I've already died this, once. Uh, this time before I shift back, I'll cast uh, Locate Creature uh, for my sister and then shift back into okay. uh, the Raven. All right. I will with with the raven on my on my forearm. I'm going to go to the door and open it. Rorik looks over. You're familiar with birds, are you? Mm-mm. Well, this one needs to spread its wings, and I sort of toss it out. Fly away. It'll be back in a bit. So when it gets back, if you just open the door. Yeah. Good. Close the door. <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna do a general, like, I'll be like a, I'll stay as near to the top as I can, but just fly around pretty much anywhere I can see, and if I get to see if I can find anything. The palace halls are fairly quiet as you make your way towards the exterior. It takes a few turnings before you find the closest window you recall, and you're able to wriggle through to the outside, and spreading your wings, you soar over the settlement. Your initial pass, you don't detect anything. You can see the lights being doused in the braziers on those 30-foot tall pillars that are providing the primary light source for the open plaza in the middle, right in front of the Crystal Palace. Continue to make these widening circles, but staying as high above and out of sight as you can while still close enough, obviously well close enough to the floor to the to the floor of the cavern. Yeah. At the highest point, this thing is maybe five hundred feet up, you know. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well yeah. within range. Well within range. And you make your orbits. One, two, three. Nothing showing up there yet. Give me a perception check. All right. And just for shiggles, I'm going to spend my inspiration because I'm okay. super sure. So, 1d8. So, 22. 22. Nothing's setting off your magic right now. And you feel like you've made almost a complete coverage of the settlement in the immediate areas here. And you hear coming from behind you other wings uh, uh-huh. your, little, your little raven head turns a bit to just check 
you've got almost entirely 360 degrees of vision in this form. Okay. And it's another raven. Larger. Maybe about half again as big as you are. And the wingtips trail what looks like dense smoke and ash that dissipates into thin air two or three feet behind it. It comes up next to you and is just flying, matching your speed. Three beats of your wings for every two of its. And you hear the voice in your head, one that you haven't heard since you really became a warlock. She is not here. You have more tools now. Do not stop looking, seeker of lost things. Your thread and hers will intersect. This at least I have seen. And then with a burst of smoke, the raven just vanishes. You've made the entire circuit of the city at least twice at this point. Nothing has come up on the spell. But you've still got probably half an hour left with it if you need. Okay, I'll just... Yeah, I'll fly to one of the one of the towers in the palace and just kind of perch up on top of it, kind of sit there for a minute, think about that. And there's some very faint breezes that move through this vast open space in the undergrass as you're sitting there. Once in a while a skein of bats flies by, headed after something or to somewhere. It's very quiet. The only thing you can really hear is the clang, clang, clang faintly from those forge yards that are still running even at this late hour. I'll hang up there for about 15 more minutes and then fly back down, land in front of Rorik and caw a couple times. Adam. Bird. Bird. Opens the door. <laughs> and I'll walk in. Won't fly in. Cole, <laughs> <laughs> did you actually say Look. bird as the yeah, raven? Yeah, as the raven, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like his voice. Yeah, man. <laughs> you just, so you do your, you do your little Corvid strut back inside. He, Watch as you go. Make sure your Before tail feathers closes. are clear. Good night. And then... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just he kind of gives you a look like, people. okay. Are, very, are going to have very confused ideas of what birds are. And birds shuts, shuts the door. I'll shift I'm, back in. I'm sitting sort of in a chair next to whatever central table when you get back and shift back to find what you were looking for. Not exactly. 
but I found something. Well, that's good news then. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something. Now that everyone's back, I will go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to bed too. All I, right. I'll have one more sliver of cake and then I'll go to bed. <laughs> yep. Nobody's going to miss was... this. No. I thought it was. All fun. right. And at that point, we will take a very short break Ooh. as you guys get your long rest. Yay. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. So, an evening's rest is had. Spell slots and hit points are regained, and everyone awakens the next morning having passed a reasonably restful evening. As you get up and start moving about, <clears throat> Rorik opens the door and steps inside, looks at Diamond, escort. Yes, everybody is ready to go. Uh... Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've prepared, but... Cora has prepared under protest. Diamond's <laughs> not wearing the fancy dress, but she packed it. I'm wearing my normal clothes again. Yeah, yeah I, I am know, probably wearing, wearing the normal clothes because <clears throat> if we're going to be on the road... I like yeah. armor. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. <laughs> armor. What's armor? The the, the form the formal wear does not seem to be particularly designed for traveling in. Uh, I will take it with me though. Oh yeah. Hello, so, Enchanter. Can I get this beautiful fine corset enchanted to do really good armor? Thank you. Now we got warlock threads to 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 yeah. for, the, for the fancy Rah. party. Well, that is what shadow magic <laughs> is. That is what shadow armor is, right? Basically, yeah. Armor of shadows. Mm-hmm. Okay. We are all prepared. I'm. I'm just, wait, just to clarify, we sent off the message last night. Yes. Okay. Woten. Woten cast uh, Galder's Speedy Courier, so the report was delivered instantly last evening. Cool. Perfect. Good. Yeah, I haven't confirmed it yet. I figure we, we can wait until we get back up. Yeah, we can wait until we're no longer we're surrounded by Dow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the plan. <laughs> um, but uh, several of the guards are there. Um, <clears throat> two of two of whom are Dow in a operating in a supervisory guardian capacity. Uh, you are escorted through the halls of the palace after a period of them making sure you haven't left anything behind uh, that you would want. Um, Cole walking with a plate of cake. (laughs) (laughs) As if it would survive the two seconds. (laughs) That was was Also, why would he use a plate? His hands are perfectly empty. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it was already on a plate, so just eat it from there. But you are escorted down through the palace uh, to the open plaza and the front of the the entrance, the crystal structure. There look to be about 30 Durgar and about five Dao that are all assembled. Um, 
the king is there, the Malik, with his honor guard as well. And gives you a wave and a smile as you come out. <laughs> wave and smile back. <laughs> so, rested, ready to depart for your journey back to the surface, as it were. Yes. Yes, we are. Excellent. Well, I have your escort here. Everyone is assembled, prepared, and ready to die. Mm. <clears throat> oh, one moment. And he steps forward. Now, all of you, I want your undivided attention. This is my daughter. <laughs> if I do not hear that she has arrived safely and she has magic so she can tell me right away, all of you will be thrown into lava. Do I make myself clear? We don't need to ask the Malik if he handpicked the guards. There's a resounding (laughs) clang of spear banged against shield from all of the Duragar with this thud as each of the uh, Dao whips out his maul and slams it headfirst into the ground. (laughs) Sir, yes, sir! (laughs) We don't need to ask. We're good to go. I was so happy that you guys were talking about having that. I had, a, I had already had this scene written. <laughs> and it has assured us that if they attack us on the road, all we need to do is Aurelia telepathically send a message. <laughs> they, Dad, they attacked us. <laughs> <sighs> it's so good. It also means we need to send a message to the Malik that we arrived safely so that he doesn't just murder all of them. (laughs) I mean, possibly a wise choice. You can just leave Jinx behind and he can scritch her until we get to the surface. Then he turns back. You were saying, Don. I'm just very glad that these all of these wonderful uh, escorts are coming back. I I only need Rorik. Yes, he'll be staying with you. Rorik, you take care of her. (laughs) I like that we have acquired a new Chia to guard Diamond. I also like because we have the other one that's really loud. But we have the other one that's really loud and and vociferous. And then we've got this one that only speaks in single-syllable grunts. God, I want Rorik and Chesik to meet. (laughs) Well, it's almost like you can arrange that. I know. Yep. (laughs) Great. Anyway. All right. Torvald, Rorik, fight for our entertainment. <laughs> no, 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 no. Chesik and Rorik to just... Uh, oh, like, the, like, the but, Rorik and the butler, yeah, or the valet, yep. Speak mm-hmm. in, in understanding grunts. Anyway. I think they would just communicate by eye contact. Well, yeah, R- oh, Rorik speaks in grunts, but but Chesik speaks in... Hmm. <laughs> Very good, sir. Very good, sir. Yes, Okay. Uh, but they assemble around you. Well, it was absolutely delightful and an extremely good fortune, in my opinion, that you finally found me. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, I'm not going to lie. This was all super duper strange. And um, it was a bit, wasn't it? I 
like to spy in on things because I'm nosy. Why not? Let's use up a spell. What are you doing? Detect thoughts. I'm checking on Diamond. Oh, yeah. Diamond is just kind of like, this is cool. This is my dad, but like slavery. But like, this is my dad, but slavery. So that's the kind of reoccurring thought. Okay. Are you just getting the baseline thoughts? Um... I'm getting here. Let me do it. Let me Sur- just, surface start. thoughts is what she surface thoughts. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not trying to dig deeper. It's no, just, I'm not. Okay. There's just a pair of guinea pigs spinning in opposite directions right now. <laughs> <laughs> like this is way too much. I kind of like having so many people care about me. This is way too much. <laughs> this is wild. Just yeah, just the boring banjos in my head. Anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, I will send word uh, if I need you for Warlock game-related activity. Uh, Please do. Besides that, though, um, if I were to do my own study down here at some point, uh, I will let you know when I can do that. Splendid. So look forward to your return, First Descendant. <laughs> I can't wait to see you again, Dad. I mean, give him a hug. <laughs> He'll hug you back, give you a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> Which he's still, he, he's back into like big Dow form now, so he sort of has to kind of bend down. and Yeah. Diamond slaps one on him as well. Like, if he's too tall, she would have just been like, <laughs> <laughs> Like tagging a well. sticker. Yeah. <laughs> May the elements guard your travels. I have been guarded by the elements, whether I want them to or not. He kind of gives you a look at that, like, well, that's a really weird way to put it, but okay. <laughs> it's a warlock thing. <laughs> and we wish you victory in the game. And there's immediately a marching drum cadence. Oh, boy. Starts okay. from somewhere in the, the little battalion. Um, and you guys are surrounded on all four sides and marched out of a side gate. Not the same one you came in. Cool. Wow. Anything anybody is planning to do on the first day of travel? I am making sure that I have a lit torch with me because I still haven't revealed to anyone that I can see in the dark, and I'm keeping (laughs) that charade up until we're not surrounded by enemies. (laughs) Um... If there seems to be someone who is a leader or like the person organizing the watch order, at some point, Zoe will politely ask, just so we know for our own schedule, roughly how long does this route take to get to the surface? If we have favorable conditions and don't run into anything too dangerous, two, three days. That's in line with how long it took us to get down, right? I'm trying, I don't remember where we are in the schedule of like, if I'm going to be late to the party. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Aurelia would probably know. You had a week to family dinner. Okay. We spent three days getting down, three days in drow, or two days getting down. No, you spent three three days getting down. Okay. Uh, You got into- the third day with the drow. Yeah, so it's been six days. Okay. If you can get back in two days, you will just make it. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Um, and when, sorry, uh, when Zoe asked, was it going to be two days or he said three days, didn't he? Two, two, three days. Two if three there, days. if there are no, uh, unforeseen threats that arise. I got to send a message then. He's going to freak out. Okay. <laughs> uh, hi, it's Aurelia. Who are you sending this message to? To my father, to dad. Have you already written uh, this message out? I have not written this one out. Hi, it's Aurelia. Can the dinner be pushed back one day? We might be late running errands. And that's it. Well, dear, I have everything prepared, but if you can't make it, I can see if your siblings don't mind eating at home one day further. Can you bring me some water from the kitchen, please? Done. <laughs> you cut out after water. <laughs> I'm not in the kitchen. Um... Oh, wait, you're doing message, not sending. Sorry. Yeah, sending. Oh, it's sending. I, I'm not in the kitchen. Is that all? Um, no. Uh, I'm not in the kitchen. Uh, what's he thinking? Um, I'll be back in three days. How, are all of all of us going to be there? Oh, wait. No, I had already asked that. I wouldn't ask that part. Never mind. That's what the dinner was. I forgot that. You'll be back in three days? Hmm? Be back in three days with Constance. End. You sound like you're in the kitchen. Really, uh, where? <laughs> What's going on? What is going on? And that's where he cuts out. Yep. <laughs> just... Okay. I like that in his brain sounds like in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not rural. It's good. Not doing his best. No. Um, but over that day, you learn that the commanding Dao who's uh, leading this expedition slash escort, his name is Ascari. Um, I'm sorry? No, Ascari. Hmm? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> had to do it. Had, had to do it to him. <laughs> and... The first day passes uneventfully. And you make pretty decent progress from what you can tell. Um, the the Durgar that are making up the majority of the armed forces with you seem to be very competent and not at all suffering from fatigue despite work moving at intervals of normal and double pace from time to time. Uh, Ascari seems to be intent on getting this done as quickly as possible. Appreciate it. Camp is struck for the evening. 
um, tents are pitched uh, for some, and then uh, just straight stone lean-tos a la Toph Beifong are made uh, for, for the rest. <laughs> Love it. And... <clears throat> Meals are meal is served. Uh, there's plenty of rations that are being packed along. Scari does ask Diamond the uh, communications you can do magically. I understand. How does that work? So um, we bend the the magics and the very few magics that we have in the air. Uh, by the way, Diamond is bullshitting this. <laughs> she has absolutely no idea how this works, but she assumes how this works. Kind of like, kind of like how uh, you form the rock around to do what you need it to. We bend the small bits of magic to do what we need. And if we need a message to be sent, <laughs> I'm not actually the my 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 good dear friend. One of my best friends, Aurelia, is actually an expert on this subject. We want to ask her about how the messages work. He'll look over at Aurelia. <laughs> um, it's, well, I don't know if I want to explain it to them. Because this is our, um, no, it, it's, it's actually more like bending reality. Like if... So normally you talk through the air. This is just bending it and compressing it. So you compress the air. Yes, and then just talk through it and it you hear it. That seems like if you're compressing the air, you would only be able to talk to people that are closer to you rather than... There are... It, it depends on which... There are different degrees, but this is more like folding, like a sheet. The bending reality part comes in in the wind. Instead of the air going through the air, it goes through regardless of distance. Stone. Ah. Huh. Very interesting. Thank you. You're welcome. Elishard isn't saying anything, but he's very quietly trying to figure out... He's trying to figure out how that works, because he doesn't realize <laughs> that they're just bullshitting. <laughs> well, Diamond is trying to explain as best as he can, but she does not understand these <laughs> at all. Aurelia is theorizing. She's been trying to figure out how magic works this entire time. This is her current theory. It matches with the kitchen incident. <laughs> As I'm going to it now. The kitchen incident. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, but uh, you guys awaken the next morning. There's another day of travel. Uh, at some point along this time, there is a run-in apparently ahead with some level of undergress opposition. Uh, five of the Durgar come back carrying two corpses with them, all of whom and the survivors have some level of injury. Uh, they immediately are put towards the back of the, the squadron. Their wounds are tended to. 
Um, the the fallen are stripped of their gear, which is packed back, and they're the corpses locked in stone vaults. Basically, they just drop a chunk, put the corpse in, a surface over top, and then there's a little bit of a pause, and then everybody continues onward. They Camp. fight. Hmm? S, what, what, what did they fight? Or what was the opposition? Large rockworm. Uh, Grick, I believe. Difficult to see. Poisonous. The poison doesn't bother our Durgar very much, but still uh, would have been would have been bad to to walk in on it without us knowing it was there. That's why we have the skirmishers out running front. Simon like whispers to call. I think that's what we almost read into that one time. Possibly. <clears throat> Ambush predator. No. Apparently the first one we lost didn't even know what hit him. But forward we go. Upwards and onwards. And Ascari continues the uh, mm. the progress until the end of the second day. <coughs> the camping begins, and everything seems still very routine as far as their procedure goes. This is a this is a systematic kind of. Uh, well-practiced cycle that they're going through of making as much progress with the destination in mind. Going until they feel like they've started to degrade in their performance and then resting. Cycles of watches are kept by the guards. It's, it's very regimented. And you guys are starting to notice as you travel on. It's fairly monotonous, but there are these faint variations in the environment, and things have started to get a little cooler. From the, from the, the warm and humid environment of the deeper caverns, you are getting into cooler, slightly drier. <coughs> Still plenty damp in many places, but but not with that sticky humidity feel to it that you had in a, in a lot of the, the lower reaches. And as you wake up the second morning, you begin to start to feel those wafts of moving air occasionally from side passages, smaller cracks, things that look like they might be difficult to get through. And as you make your way through the rest of the day, eventually you get to a point where you're starting to catch a fresh breeze actually on your face. And it smells like a variety of odors, honestly. Normally the caves have that vaguely mineral, sometimes limestone-ish kind of chalky scent to them predominantly you're finally getting back to air that you haven't really smelled in 
almost a week. It's that weird urban mix of equal parts animals, industry, and piss. It smells good. <laughs> it smells like home. Missed. Yep. <laughs> have not missed this. <laughs> really is happy. This is the the we're at night the stopping point for the day. Uh, no, this is okay. roughly around you would say probably noonish. Noonish on the third day now, second morning or so you traveled. It's the it's the sec. This is the second morning that you have woken up in a camp. Okay, got so it. It's technically the third day of travel. Day. Okay. And uh, Ascari calls for a halt. Points at a chalk scraping on one of the walls. This is as far as we can take you. We don't want to press too close to the surface and alarm those who dwell in the city above. We look like, (laughs) well, we look like an invading force almost, or at least the vanguard of one. So should be a couple hundred meters forward hang a left and that will take you to one of the primary exits do you know which one i have never set foot on the surface do i know which one (laughs) uh give me a survival check yeah where exactly are we how i have no way to go Because it's the third day. I really have to get to dinner. (laughs) You're guessing it's probably the Twilight's Web exit? Mm -hmm. Uh If I had to make a guess, probably Twilight's Web. Oh, I know where that one is. That's good. Yes, you do. Because we have a map. (laughs) Um, I need to... Yeah, I'll send a message when we keep going. All right. So you guys follow his directions? Yep. Diamond's going to tell him real quick, we'll inform the Malak that we have been deposited safely and so that no one gets thrown into lava. Appreciate it. Have a safe travel back. And you. Mm-hmm. Good luck in your <laughs> magic thing. <laughs> Once they're out of sight, like out of my sight, mm-hmm. I douse the torch. Okay, I don't need that anymore. Oh. It's still pretty dark. <laughs> yeah, but I have... I have... Right. Yeah, now we all realize it. You have very good dark vision. I do. This is the first <laughs> time I've let on. I... Okay. I... Should we send... I can send the message for to the Malik diamond. I can also send, as as we're walking along, a way out of earshot of the, the yeah, guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started force marching back. Also can send one to the drow to make sure they've gotten our package. Yeah, that'd be good. I do also need to get 
my friend who has my sister so that we can go to a dinner, which is starting in about, oh, wait, I don't wear a watch. I, um, hold, out, I hold out my pocket watch to you. Thank you. I look at it in about whenever dinner, like how long do I think I have? About six hours. Six hours? Okay. In about six hours, I have dinner with my family. Um, so I have to arrange some things. But to your father first, Diamond. Can't hear you. Oh, sorry. They probably have at least like two days before they get back to the Dao territory. So he doesn't worry. Casting and walking is probably fine. Mm. That's that's true. We we're not required. We can do a short rest, and you can cast these things as well. I just I yes. also want you to be able to send something to your dad if you're going to be late. He I've already told him a couple days ago. Uh, then yeah, if you just want to let him know we made it safely to the surface. Please don't throw anybody in the fire. Talk to you soon. That's it. That's it. I will send that verbatim. <laughs> okay. Does it come with a diamond says or no? It comes with a diamond says. Yeah, that's all she's gonna say. She's not. She's not ready to like. Nikki would be like, "Love you, hearts." <laughs> Dim- diamond's not there yet. <laughs> Does I don't think there, I've established. There's a, re- there's a response. Okay. Excellent to hear. Pass my affections to my daughter and the blessings of the undergress to her and all her companions. He was very glad. His affections and blessings of the undergress. Well, yes, the undergress blesses us all very much. Not all of us. (laughs) If you can, we're working on it. We're working on it. We have the technology. (laughs) First undergrad. We have the lineage more accurately. Sorry, I'm just mostly excited to get out of here as I keep walking forward into the. the... Yes, let's let's keep going. (laughs) And And it begins to grow a little brighter as you see a long stairway rising in front of you towards daylight. Send one to the drow. Um, Oh, Aaron just stepped away. But I would, Aurelia would pass this by Zoe first to make sure like it didn't totally uh, violate some international code of conduct, basically. Um, But essentially, um, please confirm that you have received our uh, our end of the bargain and that the contract is sealed to, um, I can't remember who all the drow were that we met. There was a couple of them, probably the one who was speaking to us most often. Okay. So one of the ones who was on like the council when we had mm-hmm. that big. Yeah. One of the matriarchs. Mm. Yep. Okay. Um, so you send the message, the, the response is slower to return this time, but 
eventually it comes back. <laughs> Your reports were received. They seem sufficient for our needs and purposes. The sands of time run out for the targets. Okay. <laughs> they received it. So our information was enough. Good to know. They're ready to be contract. Which is about the time that you are arriving at the top of the stairs. At which point there is the clank of metal and the creak of bowstrings as you hear a halt. Yep. And no fewer than 10 crossbows are pointed at the entrance and all of you. Stand and be recognized. So we'll step forward. I am, this was like five episodes ago. Oh yeah, we had like a, a pass. Yeah. Um, no, you gave your names at a different entrance. They didn't give you We gave names. our names and had no. specific documentation. Yeah, we have documentation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have documentation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am Zoho. I travel alongside, list off the names as they were given at the previous gate. We entered through the insert gate name in here. Her? Southwest Cryptward. Yep. <laughs> we entered through the South. West Cripward entrance. Oh, you're a long way from there. Under the ground gets confusing. We're lucky to have found our way back up. Hmm. All right. Hand it up, and they lower a bucket over the battlements that surround this entrance. Hmm on a rope. <laughs> I do whatever I am expected to do. Yep. They're basically asking for your documents, so you just drop them in the bucket. They haul them up. Peruse them over. We'll have to confirm you are who you say you are. So sit tight while we send a runner to Cryptoid. Insight check. Go ahead and make an insight check. I also want to make an insight check to see if my uh, to see if I could. I understand that like warders are strictly limited to their particular area, but I do have my 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 medal that identifies me as a retired warder on me, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that could serve as a quicker identification than them sending somebody up to Cryptward. Uh, so I guess insight check if that would work. Uh, yeah, you can make an insight check on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zoe, what are you trying to read anything particular or just see if they're being honest or what? I, I think it's mostly honesty. It's like, what extent are they looking just to get this over with? To what extent are they, do they need to send a runner or are they just looking to arrest more people? Um, at this point, you're pretty sure. I mean, they are, they, you actually see through the, 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 uh, what's it called? Portcullis the runner kind of take off. Mm -hmm. um, so they're obviously sending a runner somewhere. This doesn't feel like a shakedown. 
Okay. This feels like shit. Something crawled out of the undergrass. That doesn't happen much, and we they definitely didn't come through here. No fucking way are we going to trust these people to be who they say they are. Elishard, you're pretty sure your warder's medal plus two copper could get you a mug of ale at a tavern. Okay, so nothing. <laughs> I just wanted to see. Right? Yeah. No. <laughs> If some at some point at some point my uh, my experience in enforcing the law that I get via my background as a warder will come into will come handy. Yeah. No. Yeah. When you get arrested, they'll sit around and talk with you, who while you're in jail and they beat you up. Stormways doesn't have an undergrass entrance, but even you know from your time working there that security here is probably tighter than almost anywhere else in the city. Yeah. Or that's what they think. It's very right. cute. I'm just I'm just going to I'm just going to project an air of calm and slightly impatience just so that I don't know, maybe it'll help the people that are around me that might not be used to this. <laughs> I sit against a wall and rest. Okay. At once. I'm snacking on one of those black mushrooms that we got from down there. (laughs) Island has had like three days of feeling like a fucking princess. She's probably holding her chin up and feeling a little (laughs) self-important. You know how so feels. (laughs) So an hour passes. Two hours. Fuck. Three hours. What is it going to take? I could have gotten there faster. You probably could have. Yeah, no, I, Cole says it out loud. <laughs> She's like, I could have gotten there faster. I could have been. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. What's going on? <clears throat> We're about waiting for through, confirmation. I know. About, about halfway through the fourth hour, you hear footsteps. Around his back. A little bit of a little bit of a little bit of talking. Alright, Cripwood confirms you entered there, so <clears throat> no point in holding you anymore. Open the gates! They, with a rattle of chains, that portcullis rises. And those crossbows, about three of them follow you guys. The other seven are focused without moving on the entrance there. You cross through. Welcome back to civilization. Bang! The portcullis falls back behind you. (laughs) Bang! You're shot in the head. (laughs) Southern hospitality, huh? Uh, (laughs) I immediately start muttering to myself i'm sending a message to uh oh get what's this guy what what what's their name again i can't remember this who uh i left constance with uh drenner drenner yes <laughs> i will i will usher people along so we're not just yeah. standing right, yep. still chum, 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 chum. right yep mm-hmm. yep um Fine, I'm, real quick just let's go ahead and just get this over with yeah i'm back from the trip. Oh shit, I forgot one thing. Oh. They also demand to know who Rorik is. Oh, that's right. Oh. Excuse God me. damn it, Jack. <laughs> I almost forgot. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, because you forgot, can I make an argument? Oh, never mind. Go ahead, Don. Uh, Jack? 
Yes. Would my experience as a warder come in now to provide me a way to explain somebody who is not on the list coming back up with us that would work for them? Not that is necessarily true or false, but what would work? I mean, you, there are Duragar that live yeah. in the open yeah, in yeah, yeah. conflux. So yeah, you can make up whatever story you want about this fucker. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm basically just going to tell most of the truth then that this is a former this was a this is a Duragar who was formerly held as a slave in an underground encampment we re- we freed him and brought him to the surface with us in the in uh, over the course of our journey give me a deception check at advantage since it's mostly the truth 20 They'll ask for his name. They'll write him down, that sort of thing. They'll tell him to keep his nose clean, that they don't want to hear any trouble, at least until he's outside of Twilight's web. And that if anything goes wrong, you never came through here. (laughs) But the idea of rescuing people who were held captive in the undergrass does not seem far-fetched to these guys. Diamond, Diamond has a hand on Rorik's shoulder. <laughs> okay. Once, want me to kill him, once that happens, um, hold him back. Hold him back. Um, sending a message to Drenner. Uh, okay. It's Aurelia. I'm back from my trip. Can you bring Constance to my place in Candlespark? I can promise some food. We're ha- having a family dinner. There's a brief pause, and then so about her. Um, yes, I'll bring her. <laughs> God damn it, Trenner! Get got. Hire the young Gary for that guy. <laughs> Get got, Aurelia. <laughs> so most of you just feel Aurelia, just see Aurelia sort of silently spasm all on one side for a minute. I and then breathe in a very sort of, I'm intentionally calming myself down sort yep. of thing. Are yep. you okay, Aurelia? I'm fine. It's fine. Um, that took longer than I was expecting it to. I We're in Twilight's Web. I have to get to my apartment in Candlespark. I have a family dinner. Do you want to Did take any- a carriage? Might be a good idea. Um, also was going to grab some food on the way to bring clothes. What? I didn't catch that. To get changed into your fancy clothes. Yeah, actually. Um, yeah. Do you all want to come with? God, yes. Or- <laughs> I was hoping you'd say no. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go with Wotan to retrieve the ship. Oh, that's right. There's so many. Oh, it's like we were... Wotan, Cora, and whoever wants to can handle it. <clears throat> yeah, Cora will go get, get the... Uh... Yeah. Fuck, what is that thing? Drenched boat. The the yeah, boat that yeah. the, the boat <laughs> that the boat that a kraken is holding on to at the moment. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
Um, BT dubs as a kraken in the river. <laughs> yes, yes, carriage. We should also stop and get some more food. Um, I'll let them know that there's more of us so they can arrange another table. Um, so I'll let someone else hail a carriage and I will call the dad again. Uh, all right, so the carriage ride for everybody is going to be four gold total. Four so I think this was said, but out of character, Diamond said yes. Is it really just assuming everyone is coming or? Um, she'll, whoever wants to. We've been in the Underdark for a while. We've been eating mushrooms and stuff. I'm fine. <laughs> mushrooms are good. And uh, Cole's right. Cole, Cole, Cole is as enticing as the food, offer of food is going to be. Uh, he, he's not going to go. Go meet everybody back at the, the Raven. Sure. Would you uh, like said. for me to come? If you want to, it's not going to be it just going to be me and my family. It's more funny if just Diamond comes. <laughs> I'm not insisting. Introduce Diamond to your family, so who literally half of us can be courting her. <laughs> See, there's only one on surface. I would like to. So that's my intention to eventually court you. (laughs) Mm, See, one of them has a partner already. Um, I don't know. That's up to Jack if he would want another partner, but no, I really would not want that to happen. So broadsheets here, get your broadsheets here. Merc Dreamer Coo stretches five days on. I grabbed the shit out of that. How to respond? Grabbing a newspaper, tossing a couple copper. (laughs) Yeah, what is that? I'll pay the gold for the carriage, by the way. Okay, so it's eight silver ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. So four gold total, you said? Well, four gold if you diamond Rorik. Okay, got it. Uh, and Cole and... Okay. If there's five people going, going, it's four gold. Yeah. Cole going. wasn't going. Cole wasn't going, so there's yeah. three of you, so that's one gold, two silver. Hmm. Or, sorry, uh, two gold, four silver. Oh, it'd be funnier just to have Rorik coming with us. Yep. Rorik is definitely coming with you. Hmm. He was told to guard you. I was, t- was going to try to convince him, but nope, it's funnier if he comes with us. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> I will pay for me and Rourke. Okay. So okay. One, point, so that- one gold, six silver for you, eight silver for okay. Aurelia. Hmm. Right. Dreamer Lanes has apparently been locked down and is now under martial law. The warders have turned their fealty over to the Dautrain family and the Dreamheart Road Compact along with at least three mercenary companies, and they are holding the quarter. Council appears to assume that they won't be able to sustain themselves and will have to end the coup if they don't want to start losing people to privation, basically. But Mercury Merlanes is locked down. How do you lock down a place that only people who dream about it can get into? I mean, it's a lot easier to lock that place down than <laughs> yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. yeah, but can you lock it down to the from the people that can get into it if you can't get into it? Presumably, these people are holed up in that place. They are. Basically, basically, Merc Dreamer Lanes has pseudo-seceded from Conflux. <laughs> hmm. 
Huh. That name. That's this is the compact with you guys. Yeah, you guys have told me about this. This is another compact, isn't it? It's this guy, and I use mask and many faces to look like Gabal Dutrain. (laughs) (laughs) Cole gains about ten inches, very dark skin, noble bearing. Have I ever? Have I ever met the? Gabal Train or any of the Dutrains? It, it's not It's not a fa- face that you yeah, recognize yeah. now. Mm-mm. I can even talk like him if I so choose. <laughs> That's disturbing. <sighs> it is, isn't it? And I say it in his voice. Potentially useful, but disturbing. I'm glad it's only one of you coming to terrorize my family. Okay. It's two of them coming. Two. Two rock babies. <sighs> Rorik is not leaving diamond although he seems to be squinting a lot he's not a it is luck though so better <laughs> actually at this point zoe will think to diamond just keep in mind that like my people Duragard and sunlight do not get along just because responsibility and all that uh, Nikki, are you? I can't hear you. I might be just quiet because Rob's oh, behind me. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. Um, no, you're right. I should. Uh, I will. I will. I will make preparations for Rorik. Hey, Rorik, I'm gonna make preparations for you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Preparations A through H. Uh. Just stick very close to me uh, until we can get you something to cover your eyes from the harsh light. Yeah. And as some people go off in search of a boat and some people go off in search of a dinner and some people go off somewhere else, I guess, that is where we will end for the evening. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.